Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hi, and welcome to another episode of This Thing Called Grief. I'm Lori Peters, and I'm a grief counselor in the south central part of Pennsylvania near Harrisburg. I'll be talking about caregivers and grief in this episode. I want this episode to be one of acknowledgement and normalization. I want to normalize the experiences of past and current caregivers as they navigate grief. I believe that's important because their experience is often ignored. So much of the focus has been on the one receiving care that the needs of the one providing it often fall to the wayside. So for today, if you're a caregiver or you've been one, I want you to know that I see you and I acknowledge you and your service. I've worked with quite a few caregivers over the years, but it really wasn't until I became a caregiver myself that I truly began to fully understand the nuances of the experience, the grief experience in particular. So when you're a caregiver to an elderly person or someone who is ill, you are juggling a lot pertaining to their needs. And on top of all that, If you have dependent children you're also taking care of, you truly are under a lot of stress. What may come up for you during this time may differ from what may arise for someone else who was a caregiver, but now is not holding that responsibility because their care receiver has died or is getting care from someplace else. So let me start there. If you are a caregiver whose care receiver is still alive, you may or may not be in a grief process. Perhaps your care receiver is not dying, but they are temporarily incapacitated. Perhaps they're elderly and are experiencing all that goes with the aging process. There is grief tied there with the loss of health, and for you, It can be a loss to witness someone else's health go down. It can be hard to watch someone not being their healthiest self. If your care receiver is a parent, this decline can be particularly difficult to watch. And I say may or may not be grieving here because we are all different people who handle loss in our own individual way. Honestly, You may even be just too busy to grieve because you're inundated with the demands on your time and energy. And if that is your situation, let me share here that it's okay. It's okay to put your grief on the shelf for the time being, but know that eventually 
you will have to face it. As I've said numerous times on this podcast, grief is a form of energy that is meant to be acknowledged and expressed. If your care receiver has a terminal illness or is in a situation where death is imminent, then you as the caregiver may experience what is called anticipatory grief. When I first began this podcast, I did an episode on this. So to get a fuller explanation of what anticipatory grief is and how it manifests, you may want to go back and listen to that episode. I think it was the very first episode I did for this year. For the purposes of today's podcast, though, I will say that anticipatory grief is a grief that occurs before the loss has happened. And this happened to me. My father was diagnosed with a terminal illness about 18 months before he died. And before his death, I experienced a lot of what you would see in a typical grief process, but I didn't know that at the time. And so I was confused about why I was feeling, thinking, and acting in the way that I was. Another common experience that can occur here is when you see your relationships change and perhaps end while you're caregiving. And that is a secondary loss. Caregiving takes up a lot of time, a lot of energy and resources, and not everyone in your circle may understand that. They may not get that your availability outside of the realm of caregiving is limited. You may be more irritable, you may be curt or rude, and they may not get that. They may not understand that you are feeling a certain way, that you're changing because your attention span is changing, your stress level is going up, and your level of energy is changing. And in turn, because they don't understand, and because maybe you just don't have the energy to explain, they might become defensive with you. They may not understand why you're acting that way, and they may feel rejected, disappointed, or confused as to why you can't spend time with them. They may not get that you're under a tremendous amount of stress, and they may not know how to help. All of that, all that wrapped into one, can lead to interpersonal tension and conflicts. If any of this happens to you, try not to take it personally. You can own up to your part in the conflict. Of course, do that by all means. And you can try to communicate to your friends, partners, coworkers, whoever you're in relationship with about what you're going through. And I firmly believe that if they are meant to be connected to you, they will understand and hopefully they'll figure out a way to help you. Another secondary loss for caregivers is the loss of a current way of life. You've had to rearrange your schedule, your life really, around the needs of the person receiving care. And that represents a huge change. Let's acknowledge that. And if you're the sole caregiver now, this is particularly true. Perhaps you've had to quit a job. Perhaps you've had to change the hours that you work. Perhaps you've had to move, maybe across the country. 
Maybe you've had to cancel any plans for events, dates, vacations. Perhaps you've had to build an addition onto your house to accommodate a sick parent. Whatever it is, whatever it is, this represents change. The dreams and plans you had prior to the caregiving experience have been put on hold with no definite end in sight. All these changes represent a huge shift in the way you have been living and therefore needs to be acknowledged. So let's do that here. Now, let me speak to the grief experience of a former caregiver. If you were a caregiver and now you're not, either because your care recipient has died or is receiving care from somewhere else, you will experience grief, but your process may look quite different. And this is largely due to the presence of anticipatory grief. If you've been a caregiver for a very long time, this will especially ring true for you. Perhaps you've been in the grief process before the loss actually occurs, so you've done a lot of the grief work already. Your feelings and thoughts may not be as intense compared to someone who was not a caregiver. In fact, you may even feel a sense of relief. You may feel that since your care recipient has died, they are no longer suffering. Or if they're in care elsewhere, like hospice or a nursing home perhaps, you may feel relief because the burden of the care has shifted. When my dad died, I felt a lot of emotions, but the predominant one was relief. He suffered a lot, especially in the last six months of his life, so I was glad that he wasn't in pain any longer, and I was relieved because I didn't have to handle the stress of everything associated with his care. For, and for those caregivers who do feel this sense of relief, a lot of you may feel shame associated with that. I'm here to tell you that that feeling of relief is a normal feeling, and it's okay if you feel that way. Feeling relief does not mean you didn't love the person you cared for. It doesn't mean that you didn't care about them. In no way does it detract from the love and care that you felt for the person you were helping. Caregiving is stressful and it is a sacrifice. So feeling relief is a common and normal feeling. You've done the hard work of caregiving and now it's time to be proud of how you provided that care. Another facet of this grief experience for former caregivers is restructuring your life in the wake of loss. When you've been a primary caregiver 24 seven, this can be really, really hard to do. All the plans and dreams you had put on hold prior to you being a caregiver may no longer apply because you've changed. Loss changes you and it changes what matters to you. You may struggle with determining what your current purpose is, what your role is in life now, and you might struggle with who you are now that you're no longer a caregiver. 
you may find it hard to fill the void that was taking up with caregiving. So that can be a very difficult and tricky process to navigate. Trying to hold the tension between sadness, relief, confusion, and whatever else you may be feeling is exhausting. There's no manual on this. So if you're in this situation today, I gently suggest that you go easy on yourself. Take things slowly. Engage in meaningful and practical self-care. I've talked about that on previous episodes. Self-care is so, so important. Surround yourself with people and things that bring you comfort, that bring you joy. And remember that you don't have to figure everything out today. There's lots of time. So take it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you found it helpful. Next week is my birthday week. Yes, another trip around the sun to be celebrated. So there will not be a new episode as I'll be engaging in some rest and relaxation, taking my own advice on this. However, I won't be gone completely. I'm going to choose one of the most popular episodes that have been downloaded, and I'm going to replay that one for next week. You'll have to listen in next week to see which episode I pick. Until next time, I hope you'll be well. I hope you take it one day at a time and take care of yourself.